I am looking forward to diving into today's topic. Can you believe it has been such a hot minute since we have dove into all things organizing our business? This is one of my favorite topics. They're light, they're fun. There's so many like super practical and like really tangible things that you can literally just go do. I mean, you can do these things in your home too, which is why this podcast is so much fun. There's actual like automation and tons of different things you can set up in your business to get organized where stuff will actually work for you, which is really, really cool. And although we're not going to talk super technical today, I am going to get down into the details on how you can get your business organized, even when it feels like you don't even know where to begin. I want you to be able to stop spending so many hours working, feeling like you have to be attached to your cell phone and your laptop so you can enjoy your family. And so you can have the time to be in your home and to be with your kids and to enjoy your spouse without feeling like you're letting your work go down the drain, right? We want to be able to do both to the best of our ability. And I know so much what it means to me to be able to sit down to my work and for it to be a breath of fresh air, to be able to open up my laptop and know exactly what I'm doing every single time I sit down to work because my work is organized. My work is very clear and concise and it has its own specific systems just like my home does. And I want to be able to share a little bit of that with you today. So what do you say? Grab that pen and paper and let's get started with today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships, bang in organization and time management strategies, and a rock solid plan for our personal well being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, If you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the hot mess express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Sometimes it feels like this, have you ever been to like Texas Roadhouse or maybe it's Outback that has the blooming onion? I don't know what Texas Roadhouse, actually funny story. I worked at Texas Roadhouse all through college. It was my weekend job. I worked uh, in my local school district with um, kiddos that had special needs, high and low functioning autism, and also with children that were deaf, um, the whole range of kiddos actually. And I coached cheer and I did a whole bunch of things while I was going to college full-time. I've always been, you know, ones to not sit around and do nothing. <laughs> but when we, when I was working there, they did not have this fried onion. But now my, my youngest one, every time we drive by it and um, we see it, she's like, mom, you used to work there like a bajillion years before she was born. She just is so funny. And so every once in a while, she'd be like, mom, can we go to the restaurant that you used to work at? And so we'll go every once in a while. And sometimes I feel like our life is like this messy blooming onion, right? Like there's so many layers of messiness, just oily, <laughs> greasy messiness. It's like crunchy and soggy and crisp and 
juicy all at the same time. It's like all these things. And then just add that dipping sauce right on top of it, bad boy. But you know what? It tastes amazing. It's so good. It's just all so, so good. And that's what I think about when we get down into like, oh my gosh, do you realize what you do on a regular basis? But I want you to do it well, right? Like, I don't want you to just serve up a raw onion. Like I want you to serve up this amazing blooming onion every single day of your life that everyone can't get enough of. P.S. If you've never tried this thing before, go eat some wasteful, completely not nutritious calories. (laughs) Try it. (laughs) Do yourself a favor. But here's where we're at. We're looking at how many layers of needing to be organized there are in your life when you're trying to run a business or even work from home. This today's episode will apply to you either way. If you're working for someone else or if you work for yourself, um, either way, you got to get organized. And I've learned from coaching so many women inside of the academy, the Systemize Your Life Academy, that the people that don't work for themselves need all of the systems in business just as much as those of us that work for ourselves because so many companies, they just tell you these are your responsibilities and they don't tell you how to do it and they don't give you clear SOPs and they don't tell you an efficient way of doing it. They just expect you to know how to do it. And so we end up just throwing ourselves into so much work, whether it be from our network marketing, or it's because we want to see our business grow and we commit to things and we build things and we take on clients and we do all this stuff. Or if it's because we're working for someone else and we just say, yes, 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 yes. And we do all the things either way. There's so much to be done. And then you look around your house and there's so much to be done. And there's just so many layers of being unorganized that it's really hard to know where to get started, whether that be in your home or in your business. And I know how important it is to get your home organized. And we absolutely should do that. And you should continue to do that. But I want us to be able to sit down and talk today about the relief and the joy that you're going to experience when you get to show up to that little desk inside of your house and have clarity, like no stress. You know exactly what to get done. You don't feel pressured for deadlines. You don't feel like you have to take your phone around with you everywhere you go, right? You don't want your work constantly on the back of your mind or the front of your mind. You want to be able to sit, do work, and then put it away and go back to your family. I want you to be able to let go of your work when you're not there. And I want you to be able to fully focus on your work when you are there. So that's why we're talking about this today. We're going to break this down into two major categories. The first one is to identify and the second one is to execute. So this is the goal. The goal for this episode is for you to be able to walk away and have a really great idea of what system you need to put in place to be able to gain more time back with your house and not so much time in your business. Whenever you're spending a large amount of time in your business, it's because you're unorganized. Just ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, how efficient are you in your business? Like I was just working with one girl a couple weeks ago and she just brought to a group coaching call that she's feeling really overwhelmed and frustrated by having to post on social media. And not in those exact words, right? But you could see that it was just like this thing that was like weighing her down as it does a lot of us, right? And so as she got to talking, I found out that 
this was a major inefficiency for her. It was that, and that typically is the reason why things are driving us crazy is because it's inefficient. It's not working well and it's broken, whatever that might be. And this is a great example. This might be your pain point. It might not. And so we talked about, okay, how can we make this so much more simple? And so we did, we broke it down and now she's showing up every single day. It's super easy. It's not a pain point for her. She shows up for two hours once a month or an hour once a week. She schedules all the things and she moves on with her life. Like it's super, super easy, but sometimes it's just like, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know what to do. The whole thing seems so big and complicated and I want you, and then that's what it, that's what causes us to constantly keep it on our mind and it distracts us when we're at home and when we sit down we can't focus like it's just so much bigger than it needs to be that's what i want you to be able to figure out how to get rid of after we get through today's episode that will allow you to have to do a lot less work than what you're doing right now all right break your notes into two segments even if they're your mental notes because you're not writing anything down right now because you're doing dishes walking the dog or the toddler (laughs) or you're driving or putting away laundry. That's fine too. This is, these are the two segments we're going to talk about. First one is identify. And there's three steps within both both of these segments actually. And so within the identify, what we want to look at first to be able to get your business a little bit organized is we want to look at how many hours are you actually working? Like if you don't know how many hours you're actually working. I want you to clock it for the next week. That's counting the time that you spend on your phone, quote unquote, networking, whatever this might be. I have my students go through this process and a lot of times they realize that, like I had one student come forward that was like, oh my gosh, I realized that I was just spending too much time for personal things on when, like when I was on the clock supposed to be working, right? And she's like, so now I have boundaries. I leave my phone out in another room. I don't even have it around me. Yada, 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 X, Y, Z, right? And so she's able to show up, execute, do her work, and then not be distracted by that. You know, who knows what yours is? Like, think about it. What is your thing that is making you have to work so much, which we're going to talk about in a second. But so just look at how many hours are you actually, in air quotes, working, saying, this is what I need to do to work. And I want you to write down a really honest number. Okay. And then number two, I want you to write down how many hours you actually need to do your job. Maybe you get paid 40 hours a week from somebody else. That's not probably how many hours you need. You may need 60. I don't know. You may need 20 probably, right? If you work for yourself, whenever I first started, I told Blaine, I need five hours a week. I just need five hours a week to do this podcast and to post on social media and to send out an email. I just need five hours a week. Started with five hours a week and that turned into, you know, momentum. That then was, I need eight hours. I need 10 hours. I need 12 hours. I need 20 hours. Right. And so that is the, that was the progression that we had, but I always was counting how many hours do I need? And I still do it every single week. I still look at how many hours do I need? And now I'm in a place where I can say, okay, I have 20 hours a week that I can work and I'm going to make my work fit in that 20 hours so that I can honor my family outside of that. Now, sometimes it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes we have big projects. Sometimes there's just different things that happen, right? And so sometimes I do need more than that, but I'm always gauging what do I actually need and use that to set the boundaries for me. Now, 
Let's look at number three and identify. I want you to identify what's causing you the most stress or the most, like identify where most of your pointless work is coming from. Like instinctually, where are you losing time when you're supposed to be working? What does that look like? Like the example I gave you of one of my students where she just instinctually kind of knew that it was probably from her use of her cell phone and she went down that path and sure enough, that's what it was, right? And if you have no idea, start time tracking. I did it for a long time. And if I start to find that I'm not being productive in my work hours, I'll start tracking my time again start deleting apps, which we talk about that all the time. But if you don't know, because most of the time that's going to be like one of the biggest problems, but if you don't know what's causing you the most stress, which I know you know the answer to this, you can always sit down and you can write out a list of all the things that you do in a day. And like one of them will come out in like a frustrated, like, you know, you'll be bitter and resentful against the task. Just start paying attention to those things. That's that's your mind's telling you, hey, I don't like this. Hey, this isn't working. And you it may be working really efficiently, but it's just not your favorite thing to do. And maybe that's why it's taking you a lot of time. No judgment on why it takes you a lot of time, but that's where we're going to start. Okay, I want you to identify just the first one. There may be 50 of them. There may be five. I don't know. Maybe your whole business is a hot mess. Maybe you've totally scaled or maybe you've been working for this company. Maybe you're like in it deep and it is real messy. Like it's not good. That's okay. We're just going to start with like this biggest thing that's really frustrating. It's the opposite of that like Dave Ramsey snowball effect where you take the smallest thing and go after it. I want to alleviate the biggest source right off the bat. Now that might feel a little bit intimidating and a little bit uncomfortable, but it's going to give you the most amount of return on the back end so that then you can start chipping away at the smaller things because you've created such a greater gap of efficiency for yourself. Okay, let's go move into this second phase of this because this is where we're going to spend a little bit more time. This is the execute phase. So let's say for example, and there's three steps that we're going to go through in here. Let's say for example, your client work is your biggest obstacle right now. Now I know that there are a lot of other things, but that could be happening, but just keeping up with your clients, right? Like there could be a lot of things within your client process or whatever that could be frustrating you, but in general, the process of keeping up and taking care of your clients is absolutely consuming you. This could apply to network marketers. It could apply to anyone that's doing one-to-one service-based work, anything like that, right? If you're a VA, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If it's because when someone comes to you, graphic designer, like it really doesn't matter. Uh, Somebody comes to you, right? And then the work that you have to supply to them If that is consuming you with one client or 20 clients or somewhere in between, let's use this as an example. If that's not you, maybe it's just as simple as emails are overwhelming you or random fires, phone calls, demands, whatever that is, you're going to use the same process that I'm going to lay out here, but I'm going to stick with this client work as an example throughout. So here's the first step that we want to do. We're going to actually establish our ideal flow for this pain point, whatever it is, this major inefficiency, we want to establish what we really would want this to look like on paper. Now, 
just feel me out here. You can do this on paper or you can do it on mindmeister.com free program up to a certain specific number of maps. I've mentioned it in here before. It is my second most used piece of software in my business. It's how I organize everything. It's what I recommend to everyone to get their thoughts organized. Pen and paper is great too. And sometimes if I've got myself in a real pickle and I'm super overwhelmed with something because I put the horse before, nope, the horse always comes before the cart. If I've put the cart before the horse, you can tell that's not my MO, right? (laughs) Because it's just like horse, cart, horse, cart. That's me. Uh, One of my best friends is definitely cart, horse, cart, horse. (laughs) But sometimes every once in a while, I'll get real far out of my comfort zone and I'll just like dive into something without getting myself prepared. And then I'm like, whoa, pump the brakes. I gotta, I gotta lay some things out. So I'm not wasting time. So I'm not creating so much chaos for myself. And I always go back to mindmeister.com. It's just a mind mapping program. It's very, very straightforward, pretty intuitive, and it will help you organize things. So that's what I would recommend doing to kind of figure out what your ideal flow is. And so the way that you want to do this is just to sit down And honestly, just dream about what it would be like for your client flow. As soon as a client contacts you, what do you want to have happen? And lay out the steps until you're done with that client. What exactly would you want this to look like? And where would you keep all of this information? What, here's some good questions to ask yourself. What in your current process needs to be tossed? Like, what are you doing right now that's not working with your client flow or whatever the example is for you? What is not working when somebody contacts you and you sign contract and you're providing services? What's not working about that? Get rid of it. (laughs) Okay. What has to stay? What do you absolutely have to deliver? What is working really well that you don't want to get rid of that you want to keep? What can be outsourced? Anything. Is there anything that can be outsourced? Because I will tell you what, we have an internship program. I outsource so many of my tasks to interns. It's ridiculous, you guys. We have so many interns doing things for us. I got really creative. My first quote unquote hire in my business was with an intern. There's no excuses to not outsource things. There really is not. I fair traded for a while. There's just so many different ways to go about this to get you to a place where you're outsourcing more and more. Also, what can be automated? That's another great question. And I know softwares cost money. And sometimes when our businesses are new and young, they're not making a lot of money. And so you just want to make sure that you're looking at what's the biggest bang for my buck here. If I went to automate or outsource this, would it free up the most amount of time? Don't just always go with the cheaper thing because in the long run, that's going to end up costing you more more money because time is money. So get really creative when you're looking at those things. Now, obviously, once you get these things set up, there's going to be some work to do. You're going to have to establish the spreadsheet or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing to make sure that these specific sequences, the steps of your flow actually get executed. Yeah, you're going to have to build that. Just like whenever you want your house to be clean, you're going to have to clean. Like I can give you the system, but you are going to have to get up and execute, right? That's why this is the execute phase. You're going to have to do some work. Okay. Let's look at number two. Now that you have the steps exactly how you want them, put them in the order that you want them to go. Okay. You've figured out all your steps, make sure they're all in the right order and then outline what happens inside of each of those steps, right? Like 
you say, okay, client contacts me. Then the next thing is what? Is there a contract that needs to be signed? Where's that contract gonna be held? Like figure out all of those pieces. Remember, just said you're gonna have to do a little bit of work. I know, and you're like, how am I supposed to do that when I'm already overwhelmed? Well, guess what? It's gonna be awkward for a little while. I hate to break it to you, but this is not the podcast of magic making and unicorns and fairy dust like Bailey May thinks her magic wand is. This is the this is the podcast for here is the solution that I am going to use to help me have the outcome that I want. This is the solution, right? You've got to put some things in place that actually make sense, that actually help you do the work that you need to do in a lesser amount of time so that you can get back to loving on your family well. Like that's the point. The point is not to just indefinitely hustle harder so that you're always exhausted and burnout and overwhelmed. You're going to have to spend a little bit of time, which we're going to talk about in number three in just a second, transitioning. But to finish out step number two, outline what happens inside of each step and take all of that information and put it into some type of workflow. That can be a spreadsheet if you want it to. But when I say workflow, I'm looking at Asana, Trello, or my favorite is MeisterTask. MeisterTask.com is a sister software company to Mind. Meister that you just mapped everything out in. (laughs) It's a tongue twister, but Meister task is amazing. Also free up to a certain number of projects. It's so much more clean, very, very visual. I love it so much more than Asana and Trello. They make it really easy to organize. It's beautiful. So you're just going to take each one of those steps and you're going to put it inside of your workflow. If you truly are a client, and service-based business, Dubsado and HoneyBook are great options for this. They have a lot of automations that are set up and work really well for that. But you can execute these things without those software inside of just a normal um, workflow, like what I use with some integrated you know, automations and different things. Or you can just manually say, here is the link to the contract that I need to send whatever that needs to look like. And you guys, there's no right or wrong way to do any of these things. It's just a matter of you sitting down and looking at, here's my process that I ideally want. And now I'm going to organize it and I have it all in one spot. Now it is repeatable and I don't have to think about it anymore at all. Number three, like I had mentioned, is to transition. You're going to have to bring every new person in is going to go through this. That's going to feel really good. But then you're going to have old people that you're trying to kind of figure out, well, what do I do with? I've already started this and I really want it to look like this. You're just going to slowly transition them and that's going to take a little while. There's going to be a moment where it feels like you've just created more work for yourself, but in the end, it's going to produce more time and more freedom mentally from your business. It's totally to be expected, but the outcome on the other side is so worth it to relieve this huge pain point and this inefficiency in your business organization. This flow that you've created and and made a workflow for is going to free up hours of time lost from losing things, forgetting things, or just outright repeating actions because you weren't prepared. Now, let me go back and go to another example. Like what if you just started this whole process with something simple, like my emails are driving me nuts, right? Or I've got just a bunch of random to-dos that people throw at me and that's what's throwing me off. Do do I need a whole workflow for just emails? No, 
You don't need a whole workflow for just that, but you do need a process. And maybe you just have one card inside of your workflow that you open up and it tells you exactly your process for how you're going to be taking care of your emails. What's your ideal flow for managing your inbox? Write it down, work it out, put it down somewhere where you can check the box every day. Maybe it's just Monday through Friday, you show up at 9 a.m. and 3 p.m., you check the inbox for five minutes, and then you move on with your life. I don't know what your process needs to be for your business and for your level of kind of comfortability with, with what you've got going on. But if you go back and you listen and you repeat all these steps inside of this episode, you're definitely going to be able to figure that out all on your own. And in case you didn't know, I actually can help you figure out all of this. If you don't want to do this on your own and you don't even want to touch it with a 10 foot pole, I'll touch it for you. Just come over and become one of my besties inside of the Systemize Your Life Academy. You can go to chelseajoe.co backslash academy. You can get started today. You can hop on a group call. You can share your workflow with me. You can share your mind map with me. I will actually type in there for you. I will get in that with you. All you got to do is sign up and hop on into the Systemize Your Life Academy. Again, you can go to chelseajoe.co backslash academy. And I look forward to meeting all of you back here real soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please, head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.